Hey there, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com. Welcome back to another episode. This one, I want to talk about the best freelance websites for beginners. So I got asked about this. Also, it's a fairly popular topic out there, so I wanted to do an episode on this. Now, before I get into this, I just want to kind of give you fair warning if if this is what you're looking for. I'm not going to give you some massive list. I did a little bit of, I always try to do a little bit of research before I do uh, an episode so I'm not just kind of doing the same thing, uh, you know, everybody else is doing on a particular topic. And what I notice is a lot of the the posts and videos and stuff for this topic tend to be just these massive lists. And I just don't think that's all that uh, helpful. So instead, I'm going to give you an opinion and I'm going to describe sort of a process of growing your talent as a freelancer and the sites that you can use to help you do that. So that's really what this is. If you're looking for a massive list of sites, this is not the episode for that. So you know, maybe you'll want to, to try something else. All right. So with that said, let's jump into this. So the first site that I recommend, the one I recommend you start with is Fiverr. And the reason why is it, it's going to teach you how to con- uh, create compelling service offers. Uh, the more that I do this, the more I'm convinced that Fiverr is the place to start. And it's not because it's the best platform or that you'll necessarily even get a ton of work from it, although you could, but it's because it forces you to think about your services and learn things that will be critical to your success as a freelancer. So the first thing is marketing your services as products. And if you look at how Fiverr is built, you're essentially offering a micro services that end up looking more like products. So for example, I happened to be looking at podcast art the other day on Fiverr and all the people offering those services, they're presumably graphic designers or want to be graphic designers or, or whatever. And their service is graphic design. That's ultimately what they're doing. But what they're offering is podcast art. So they're doing graphic design but it and it's a service but it looks more like a product and positioning your service as services as products is the key to making more money as a freelancer getting more per project uh, as a freelancer being happier because you're not sort of being asked to do all these crazy things you're doing kind of a set uh, core set of services that are again pitched more as products and so forth so it just makes life a heck of a lot easier as a, f- a freelancer when you learn how to sell sort of micro services uh, as products so that's the first thing about Fiverr the second thing is upsells so if you're not familiar the premise of Fiverr was uh, you, what it was originally was that you could pay five dollars for some sort of core service and then there were these extra uh, you could pay extra for certain add-ons. Now it's changed a little bit because now you you can charge more than five dollars for the course service, but it still kind of has that same, kind of still operates that same way. So it's a course service plus add-ons. Now this forces you to break down your the services you're offering and understand what the core offering is, understand what uh, upsells are, what understand what the quote-unquote features of your service are. Uh, because you have to break those down inside of Fiverr in order to have a core service and upsells. It helps you really figure out the kind of things that, that people want from you as a service provider. And by doing this, you're just going to be much better at crafting compelling offers uh, and, and much more able to put offers together that people just sort of naturally want. You don't have to do a ton of selling. And again, Fiverr sort of naturally uh, forces you to do this with how the site is built. The last thing then 
that I like about Fiverr and why I think you should start here is delivery. So one of the questions I get asked a lot is how do you get experience without experience? Right? How do you get good at delivering and, and doing good job for clients without first getting clients and doing that? And, and it sort of is a catch 22. And the, I think the way through that is you start with smaller, more well-defined projects with a really strict scope. And I've talked about this before and I've done episodes where I talk about how to do that. But uh, one of the things about Fiverr is it forces you to do that. And so what happens is you don't get over in, in over your head while you learn to interact and deliver for clients. So it gives you sort of a safe space, so to speak, uh, to learn how to be a freelancer, to learn how to deal with clients and so forth. And it just kind of naturally forces you to do that. So for all those reasons, and there's, you know, several more, but I think Fiverr is the first place that you should start again, not because it's you're necessarily going to get a ton of work or that's where you're going to make the most of your money or it's a good site or any of that. I know people come on and say, oh, Fiverr's the worst and all that sort of stuff. That's not why I'm recommending it. I'm recommending it because of what you will learn, the skills that you will learn as a freelancer that are going to help you further on down the line. Now, my pro tip here is uh, Fiverr is also a really great research tool. So if you want to, you know, even if you're not going to go on Fiverr, it's a really great great place for you to go and look up a particular kind uh, service or topic and look at what others in that niche are offering for core products and services especially the top listed gigs the ones that are the top rated or have the most uh, purchases etc uh, look at those and see what they're listing out as their core services that's going to give you a good idea of what people in that niche are really looking for and if you really want to go in a deep dive in it, hire those people and get a feel for how they deliver and so forth. So you can get uh, some sense of what people in that that niche really, really want. So it's a really, really great research tool. All right. Once you've been on Fiverr a while, then I recommend you head on over to Upwork. And again, I'm going to get pushback on this, but I still, you know, Fiverr is perfect for starting out. That's the thing about it. But eventually you'll want to move into larger higher paying jobs and as of right now upwork is still sort of the 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 largest uh freelancing platform out there to do that so the reason to go there next is because it's the the biggest one out there with the most opportunity and has the most of those kinds of projects those bigger uh sorts of projects you know and and Again, if you really don't want to use Upwork, you could do Freelancer or another one. Just you want to go to some sort of open type network uh, in contrast to a curated network, which we'll talk about. But where, you know, a curated one, you have to go through this huge application process. You want to go to an open network where you can get in pretty easily. But once you're in, then you have to compete. And that's the main reason uh why you want to go to Upwork Next is access to the larger jobs, the higher paying jobs, the you know the ones with the high sort of uh, revenue uh, ceilings on them, but also to to teach you how to compete with the big boys and girls out there and how to deliver on uh, big projects. You've done sort of the the micro services over on Fiverr and you've learned how to deliver there. Now it's time to take that next step and get those big. Uh, projects and it's going to teach you how to compete for those and how things are a little bit different when you start bidding on bi uh, bigger jobs and so forth. The nice thing for you is if you do go to Fiverr first and you spend some time over there and you build up 
sort of a clientele and all that, then you'll have a client history. You'll have a portfolio. You'll have some of those things to bring with you to Upwork, which is going to make it easier to get approved on Upwork and then also start getting work over on Upwork. So again, that's why this is all sort of, I describe this as a process uh, because one, one builds on the other and makes the next step easier for you. Now, just as a quick aside here, if you'd like to get a leg up, I do teach a course on Upwork, which uh, right now is the number two f freelancing course. So the number two course in all of freelancing niche is my Upwork course, uh, uh, it, and that's number two over on Skillshare. So it show, shows you how to build your profile, how to bid on jobs, how to get work outside of Upwork, and it's all in the context of understanding that Upwork is an algorithm-driven platform. It relies heavily on its algorithms. It's sort of like a search engine in that sense. So I show you how those algorithms work so that you can rank higher from the beginning, you can stand out better, you can get more work, all of those things. Anyway, you can get no-cost access to the course on Skillshare. Just go to upwork101.com to learn more about the course, see all the reviews, and then also uh, get that link for no-cost access. So again, that's upwork101.com. All right, finally here then the last uh, site or type of site that I recommend is TopTal or something like it. We'll talk about that in a second, but TopTal is a curated platform as I mentioned before. So they don't just let anyone in. In fact, TopTal specifically boasts that they only let in the top 3% of talent and they do have a very rigorous and picky application process. I happen to be affiliate for them so I can see um, I can see when people apply to to be a member of TopTal through my affiliate link and how many of those get approved and so forth. And it's it is. It's very, very few that actually get approved. So they they do have a very picky application process. But the thing about these sites is that it's different from the open networks. The open networks are easy to get in, but more competitive once you're in. These ones are a lot harder to get in, but once you're in, you're sort of in the club and it becomes way less competitive and they work more with you to try to help you uh, get work because of the way that they, they sort of set up their site. So if you can get in, you know, one of the, a site like this can be all you need for your freelance career. Like this could be the thing that, that you do if you can get in. Now, with that said, the reason I say TopTal or something similar is TopTal tends to be oriented towards tech and sort of the finance world. So it has kind of a specific niche in that sense. And, you know, that may not be the kind of freelancing that you're doing. So you just want to find another one. But what you're looking for is a curated freelancing site. And there's, an, there's several of them out there. And there's probably ones in, in your niche that I don't even know of uh, because I'm not in that niche. So just do some looking out there for curated platforms and a lot of times you'll be able to find something. Now, my pro tip with this is research, 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 right? I, it seems like a lot of people go into this and they sort of, maybe they've been on Upwork or they've done some other stuff and they know they're a good freelancer, which that that's good, um, but they sort of, underestimate what the application process is going to be like and it's not good enough to be a good freelancer right if you're ta talking top towel top three percent of freelance talent well you could be a really good freelancer and not be in that top three percent so you really have to go into this uh being prepared for what the application process is going to be like so and the way that you do that is through research so try to find out as much about the application process and what it takes to be successful 
before you apply. And I know TopTal specifically, you can find posts out there from people who applied and been rejected, people who applied and been accepted. You know, you can find information out there. So research as much of that as possible before you apply so that you can have some idea of, of what you're going to need to do going into the application process. Because again, if it, 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 it can be worth it to, to go through that extra work because once you're in, if you get in, uh, you know, that could be again, everything that you, you need for your freelance career. So, um, do the research and don't just think, Oh, well, I'm, you know, a stud on Upwork or freelancer or whatever. I'm a great freelancer. So I'm good. The sites are extremely picky and they're looking for reasons to exclude you, not the other way around. So you have to be pre uh, prepared for that. So, that's sort of my thoughts on the best freelancing sites out there for beginners to start off with Fiverr, move into an open uh, platform like Upwork, and then ultimately try to get into a curated uh, network uh, or a network uh, curated platform like TopTal or something else. Again, speaking specifically on sites, there's a whole other area of, you know, creating content and creating a, a services page on your own website and so forth, right? But in terms of speaking of freelancing sites specifically, this is not only the sites that I would go through, but the the, the route that I would uh, recommend in order to grow your career and grow your talent and learn things in sort of the right order in a way that's going to set you up to be successful as a freelancer long term. So take that for what it's worth. All right, if you did like this episode, I'd appreciate it if you would support the show. You can do that in several ways. Uh, the first way is over on Patreon. Over there, you get access to all my official and unofficial courses, tutorials, source co code, ev pretty much everything. It's kind of my brain dump. Um, so if you want access to that, you can learn more about everything that's over there at johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon. Also, all of my official courses are available over on Skillshare. These are just the, the polished official courses. The benefit there is you get access to all those plus 21,000 other courses. And you can do that for nothing at johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. And finally, you get free sample lessons from all my courses at johnsfreetoots.com. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.